Oh, cool. We can get started. I really enjoyed this issue. Uh, welcome to Classic Comics Cavalcade. I'm Jason Sachs. I'm Amir Malikpour. Tell me why you enjoyed this issue so much. I thought the ending, I mean, are we going to talk about the ending up front? Uh, but I thought it was really... Yeah, since the comic came out in 1991, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the entire thing is... We're wrapping up our conversation about Infinity Gauntlet with Infinity Gauntlet number six. Okay. And uh, so issue five ended with um, Thanos's daughter getting the gauntlet. And then within this issue, she's actually more reasonable than Thanos. She restored everything. I don't know if it was out of spite for her father or actually she's like a good uh, or at least a better person than Thanos. Mm -hmm. And... Um, and of course, she has to go through the gauntlet herself, fighting everybody. And I guess because she's less experienced than Thanos, she doesn't sense Adam Warlock to be around her and like manipulating the surroundings. And within this issue, Adam Warlock uses the Silver Surfer's, I'm assuming, spiritual mindset in order to use, uh, in order to get through the soul gem that he's got connection to and become omnipotent. Mm -hmm. And with that, he's able to kind of cause a chaos where Thanos' daughter, um, I'm sorry, what's Thanos' daughter's name? Nebula. Nebula, sorry, my bad. Nebula loses the gauntlet and Adam Warlock gains it and he becomes the most powerful being in the world. And in all the cosmos. In all the cosmos. And Thanos gets banished to a farm. And at the end, he reflects back and saying, you know what? I think I got the better end because I wouldn't want the power, all the power in the world. It's a really nice ending. It's a beautiful ending. And it's also, he did it all for, the, for love. And he didn't have the love, then there was no point for him to have the power. And I like that ending to Thanos. Everything is restored. No one's dead. It's a comic book. And Thanos basically retires. And then, of course, they have to dig up that corpse and play him over and over again until the movie comes out 25, <laughs> 30 years later. I like that he really goes undergoes a journey in these last couple issues, too. Yeah, it's about Thanos. And that's, I loved it. I didn't expect this was like so unexpected. I mean, it's a comic book. No one's gonna die. Good guys are gonna win, which is which is what I want out of a kid's book. But at the end, this is this book is about Thanos going through a change, and he's he's a different person now. He's a farmer and he doesn't want to fight anymore. You don't expect to kind of empathize with them by the end yeah. and have him really kind of grow and change. I, I just think, I thought it was a really interesting like kind of the only thing uh, the, the kind of thing that only someone like jim starling could do also mm -hmm. since you know obviously that is his character his man his yeah. creation like it, it you know it, it feels kind of like coming full circle with starling's idea of who thanos is as a person too mm-hmm do you know what happens after this i mean like adam warlock now has power i mean it's very lord of the Ringsy. yeah i haven't read much of those i i downloaded the 
uh, Warlock and Affinity Watch graphic novel from uh, Hoopla, but I haven't read it yet. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm not that up on that corner of the Marvel Universe history. I kind of want it to end right there. Like, okay, now you got some God, the new God or a a new God. Right. New being who's just, who's all powerful and the megalomaniac has to retire, become a farmer and he changes his heart. That's it. And it's kind of a haunting last page where he looks so content Mm -hmm. sitting there you know, just staring out at his farm. It, it, if like you actually do feel for Thanos, it feels like he's undergone some growth. He's, he's changed. Um, there's not even any sort of tiny feeling of menace coming from him at all. Mm-hmm. I feel like the movie kind of got it right. I mean, movie can't be exactly like this, but you know, in the movie, you did see Thanos in the farm too, right? And he's retired. He, he did it what he needed to do, and now he doesn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So it's true to, to the original vision of the character. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. Yeah. But we, we went through a lot with him. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like this is kind of the only fate that he could have, too. That, you know, by really growing past the person he was before, that, you know, he's dealing with the heartbreak of hate rejecting him, seeing his grand plans all fall to shit, everything he he planned to do in his life just ends up being useless, pointless, you know, destructive, mm-hmm. not even destructive, because he doesn't care about that, but it's pointless, right? Mm-hmm. So what is there to do? It's It's this interesting kind of metaphor of like, what do you do after you've done everything you dreamed of doing in your life and it still ends up being kind of pointless, futile? Yeah. And you did it, the, all you dreamed of for life, you couldn't get what you really wanted was the love of death. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's a metaphor for a lot of people. You go through life chasing what you think is what you're aiming for. It's slightly different than what you think, right? People want to be rich, but they want to be rich because they want to be happy or feel secure or feel like they have control over their life. And then they realize they don't have control over their life and they have to kind of go through this personal growth in order to really become more fully who they are fated to be. But Mm -hmm. a lot of, I guess what I'm saying in some ways is like, this is a really mature statement by Starlin. Like, I think in some ways it's something that, that's harder to relate to if you're in your 20s because you have to have gone through a certain amount of highs and lows in your life in order to kind of get this deeper perspective on things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, how did like a 10-year-old or a 12-year-old relate to this? Yeah. Like, would this be so just as satisfying? I mean, I think it was because they have all these like fighting and there's comedy in there. And it's like, uh, it's it's a very satisfying comic in every aspect art story action ending yeah i mean the actionless issue is spectacular right yeah it just kicks butt nebula is a great character mm-hmm. and she pulls her her kind of approach to the to the uh gauntlet is so different from thanos's mm-hmm. but they're both like kind of 
She's a great nemesis, I guess, is what I'm saying. And she's, you have a lot of empathy for her. Like she's, she's a great character too. And I think they got her right in the movie as well. Mm-hmm. At least that relationship with Thanos. Something about her always going through the pain and then being able to win in the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she, you know, she. I don't know what happened with her relationship with her dad later on, but in the farm, but here she was able to take revenge, you know? She was part of the reason Thanos lost his power. It's spooky how she basically snaps her fingers too and restores all life. Yeah. It's like a a really interesting contrast. Why do you think she did that? To spite him or if she's actually a good person? Um, I guess I, I guess I see it as on page two hundred six of the version I'm looking at, where she says, "Your right as right as a supreme being is a blasphemy which cannot be allowed to stand by the power of the infinity against." It. She'll see that it does not. I think she wants to undo the evil he created, like she is mm-hmm. ideologically against what he did. But I think also there's a lot of hatred for him. And she wants to undo everything he did because you know he tortured her. He was mm-hmm. so cruel to her. He was, you know, you know, obsessed with being cruel to her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so she feels like she has to undo everything he, he did. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's true? Or do you think it's something else? I mean, was her character a villain or what kind of a character did she have? I guess in Guardians and Cal- I think you'd say she's neutral. She's neutral, got it. Okay. Interesting. Because yeah. I mean, if that's the case, I, I I thought of her as I guess it is a neutral character, yeah. Like, well, so does, does the gauntlet corrupt her? I don't think it does. Because they, they kept on referring to her being very confused, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, oh, I'm, we're glad she's confused because if she wasn't, then we wouldn't have been able to like get her or get that gauntlet or whatever. Because she has the yeah all seeing nature of a god. I feel like she undid it so she could do it the way she would want it, all which is actually less evil than probably Thanos. So that implies then the gauntlet doesn't corrupt inherently corrupt. Right. I mean it's power. It kind right? of emphasizes who you are, deepens your own, you know, personality. I mean, let's hope not, right? Because what's his name is <laughs> well, yeah, and I, I am curious. I'm gonna kind of read a little bit further ahead now, see what happens to Warlock. But he's a he's like this intentionally cryptic character too mm-hmm. where he talks about turning off all his emotions how we almost like it seems like to exist outside of anyone else's perception of existence mm-hmm. and you know it makes you wonder like what is his true nature does he even have a true nature right i know you read all those warlock the, the older warlock comics does that fall into place to you 
Well, one of the things about work, so this is actually pretty interesting. I haven't finished it, but uh, one thing about Warlock is the first main villain, I believe his name is Magus, Magus, mm-hmm. is, a, is basically a Warlock from the future. So it's what Warlock turns into, which is evil. And um, basically, if he kills Magus himself from the future, he dies himself. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, in fact, him and Thanos team up to beat Magus. And I think there's a point where I don't want to. I have to read a little bit, more, but I believe he he has to die in order to defeat his himself in the future. So he actually turns into an evil person. Huh. He teams up with Thanos. He teams up with Thanos to beat himself from the future, which I can assume that the person from the the warlock from the future has the Infinity Gauntlet, which makes him evil. And so Thanos, who had the Infinity Gauntlet, who had to give it up, has to team up. Oh my God, it's pretty confusing. Yeah, Yeah, it is, right? And it kind of does parallel the story, doesn't it? Yeah, because Thanos, let's say like this was, I don't know, they teamed up maybe 20 years earlier than this story happens or whatever, how many years earlier. The past Thanos teams up with Warlock to beat the future Thanos, who is a result of this storyline, Infinity Gauntlet, Hmm. potentially. Although I haven't read the, the book after. I don't know what happened in between, but basically it's pretty foretold that he will become evil. To be, he is going to become evil and then the younger him has to defeat him so the uh warlock talks at the end about like the time continually repeats itself mm. so he really is living in that cycle yeah time is a repeating loop to me now he says it's also like dr manhattan <laughs> yeah he's kind of outside of time isn't he yeah it's yeah i think the way he is his costume too kind of reflects some of that he's got the the bright red on the legs and the the cape and stuff then he's got this black void at his in the center of him at his heart literally covering his whole center of his being Mm -hmm. it's an interesting costume because it likes almost like represents warlock being a void in some ways Mm -hmm. and literal nothingness yeah and he was right he was yeah it's got those empty eyes too with no pupils in them Mm. like he really is like this outsider character yeah then you gotta wonder like are we would our world be better off with him as this omnipotent character or thanos or nebula or silver surfer or dr strange you know yeah, I got to finish reading that rest of it, but I think that's what happens. He he ends up killing himself in order to destroy himself from the future. Uh, I haven't finished it though. So. I haven't reread those in so long. I should go back and reread them too. Starlin is good, man. That guy is good. Yeah. Right? There's like so many different layers of what's happening here. Mm-hmm. And you can enjoy it just as this cosmic enormous battle and that cosmic battle is freaking awesome isn't it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the gods learn to fight together to defeat nebula instead of fighting separately 
That whole section is so cool. And she still defeats them and embeds their bodies and souls into this weird statue mm-hmm. on that floating platform in, in the cosmos. It's so dramatic and so interesting. Mm-hmm. But she's so powerful and so weak at the same time. Pretty. It's really good stuff. I think this is why Thanos is the cosmic guy. Because just nobody does this kind of, you know, infinity world like he does. Mm-hmm. Good, good character, Jim Starlin. I wonder if uh, you start to think about it after Kirby and Lee, who's the next creator that has created, like, the, who's, who are some of the characters that are created after those two? I mean, you know, Kirby Lee, Dicko, you know, those early days, 60s. And is Jim Starlin the next person to create like the biggest character for Marvel, like popular wise? He's one of them. And he didn't create Warlock and he didn't create the Silver Surfer. Oh, well, Kirby. He didn't create Captain Marvel. All right. Who did, who created Captain Marvel? It was. Well, it's complicated, but sort of, kind of, Stanley and. Gene uh, Colan. Mm, no, Stan Lee has his, but, has but his the, name everything. But then it became, it was kind of created also by Gil Kane and Roy Thomas when they redid the costume and everything. Oh, right. Captain Marvel was a, like this character was drifting, was kind of this unexciting, kind of boring character with a mm-hmm. crappy costume. If you ever read any of those like mid 60s Captain Marvel comics, they're not very good. I was, I actually read that first issue of Captain Marvel. I don't know, are we getting digressing? But we can digress. It's, a, it's actually the, uh, it's a very close to the movie, Captain Marvel movie with, uh, so like. Um, yeah, because Carol's a major character in that. Yeah, well, Carol comes on later, but the bad guy, um, who's the handsome guy who was the bad guy in the movie? His character is in love with Captain Marvel's girlfriend. And so mm-hmm. sends Captain Marvel to Earth to die so he can hook up with his girlfriend. <laughs> That's the first issue. It's so silly. And all the Captain Marvel says like, oh, let me put on my mask so I can breathe on Earth. I can only breathe for one hour. Something completely got abandoned yeah. very quickly. But yeah, I think it's the yeah. next issue where, Car- where Carol becomes a big a main character. Mm. and he he kind of gets involved because she's like the security chief of security at nasa where a lot of that first story happens okay ms marvel yeah and so she got the the stories like she gets hit by some of his cosmic powers although ms marvel wasn't created till like 1976 or something and this was 68 or or whatever the beautiful art in that issue by uh gene colin inc by paul reinman i think Mm. it's a beautiful pair um but um so long story short uh like he's this boring character he gets canceled Roy Thomas and Gil Kane revive him mm-hmm. and they do this thing where they basically make him like the classic Captain Marvel like Shazam because mm-hmm. Rick Jones and Captain Marvel have these wristbands and they bang together mm-hmm. and switch bodies and one goes into the negative zone and stuff and then um that book kind of drifted and got canceled and then Jim Starlin took it over as his first solo book 
mm-hmm. you know, the case where like a guy takes over a book that's about to get canceled and he ends up doing the whole cosmic thing brings in thanos who is legitimately his own character um and then becomes this big whole cosmic storyline it changes everything so like it captain marvel is one of these characters who's like really complicated who actually created it mm-hmm but I mean, if you think about in terms of like the biggest creators for Marvel specifically, anyway, off a tangent. yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, like Jim Starlin probably created the biggest character since the early Caribbean lead days. Yeah, I think so. Because like Thanos is his character. And um, like you think about it, like Luke Cage, Wolverine, Punisher, oh, Thanos. Right. Wolverine, okay. <laughs> That's right. Wolverine's yeah. another really complicated one about who actually created it. Len Wein and Trimpy, right? John Romita and Terp Trimpy, but kind of sort of John Byrne and kind of sort of Chris Claremont because, right, right. you know, you create the, they created the body, you know, right? yeah. Len Wein created the, the, the character, but like mm-hmm. John Byrne basically made him who he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just find that really complicated. But like Thanos is 100% Jim Starlin. Yeah. There's no question. It's 100% Jim Starlin. And he drew it and wrote it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's that much similarity between Thanos and Darkseid. No, I don't think so either. I think Darkseid is more of from the privileged evil and Thanos is just resentment evil. Yeah. A self-made person who's pissed off. You know, it's funny. It just, I just thought about it. Like uh, Darkseid literally is a god. Yeah. Right, he's the god of of uh, apocalypse. He's literally a new god, mm-hmm. and Thanos is aspiring to become a god. Exactly right, right. And Thanos is a mortal person who can't handle being god, who wants to be a god. Yeah, yeah. He's a titan, or was a titan. I guess now he's an eternal, right? Mm-hmm. Did they make him an eternal too? I think he. Sure. I don't like it. I actually have been reading the new Eternals that uh i'm not a big fan of the new ones new book i love the art he said rubik is amazing but i just had to drop it oh my god that guy on this on the store comics he's so good Mm -hmm. yeah i just read all that stuff on the unlimited app now i'll do that next month starting yeah when you get your ipad yeah um we got to talk about ron Ron lim who again just like does an incredible job on this comic I'm very impressed with Ron Lim because for a long time, I never really read too much of Ron Lim. Um, but, uh, but you always hear like, oh, Ron Lim took over. Oh, man, George Perez left. Ron Lim took over. And it's, uh, I didn't really <laughs> like it after that. He, was, he did a really good job, a serviceable job. And what I've heard from some artists is like drawing uh, space is really easy. But I don't think anything he drew here was easy. The action there wasn't really any filler you know i think he he really busted his butt i haven't seen any of his other art but i feel, i think he did a, you know his best work here it's really good i mean i don't uh, i just said i've never seen anything else of this and he did his best work but what i mean by he did great work here <laughs> <laughs> no because like there's this there's a lot of scenes where people just are talking and he's good at drawing people's faces he varies up the camera angles mm-hmm he really kind of emphasizes the drama of what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of tempting to say, oh, this is Joe Rubenstein, but Rubenstein didn't like, and I'm looking at this page where it, there, it starts at, we're back on the, in Soul World. And Silver Surfer and Warlock are chatting. 
And mm. like, that's a really interesting looking page. And the, all it is is seven panels of characters talking. There's mm -hmm. a lot of dialogue on that page, but Lim really keeps it alive. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, it's really interesting. It's not boring. Yeah, it's not like just talking heads. And two pages before when all the cosmic beings are facing against Nebula, that's just a great shot. That's just fun. Mm -hmm. I like the detail on the brick where he's got that, where uh, she has Thanos all bound up. I and mean, I, I just think he's a good artist, mm -hmm. super mm -hmm. solid. I like the, the when, uh, when the Titans, is it the God? No, sorry, the gods are all like, frozen in stone yeah like that he has to that's really good it's such an uh, interest it's such a great image right and so much detail it's like a george perez amount of detail mm -hmm. silver sister's nice tight ass <laughs> <laughs> from behind him. we should have a perfect ass right he's, he's, he he's be better power cosmic better i wish i had that ass <laughs> But I yeah, also like even on that page with the statue, like the sense of scale, because he's got Nebula there at the front, yeah, the giant statue behind them, and she looks so tiny. Mm -hmm. Like he's actually really good at like conveying the scale of what he's trying to present. Mm -hmm. And I think the last page too, where Thanos is sitting, it's a simple page, but it's kind of hard drawing somebody who you can't even see their eyes, their blackened eyes have emotions of like satisfaction. So it's kind of it's a nice scene where he's walking to and you know having a monologue. Mm -hmm. oh, that's great. No, I agree. I is is that the biggest reason why you felt the chef's kiss too? Is you get this really satisfying ending that feels like um, closure? I felt like in issue five, where like I did not expect it. I didn't expect um, you know, his daughter to take over. I thought it was just gonna be like. Thanos, I don't know. Somebody they find a loophole or something. I thought it will, what could have. I thought what would have happened was, um, you know, um, Warlock saying like, "Oh yeah, the, the the Soul Gem. I actually have a part of that, so I'm gonna take that away or something like that." Some type of like a Dosex Machina. Mm -hmm. But instead, it all just kind of flows logically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I am definitely intrigued by Warlock too. Mm -hmm. I got to go back and finish that Warlock uh, gallery edition. Oh, yeah. Highly oh, recommend. Yeah. You love those books so much, too. Yeah. The, the gallery, is that the, the giant artist edition size, or is that the smaller size? It's smaller than the artist edition, but bigger than, like, an, like a taller than the omnibus. Okay. Like but my, it's not a thick. It's not thick. It's just... I have the Born Again edition, I think, of the same thing right that's right born again and uh, i think they're two double stories right that uh sinkevich and frank miller did yeah that's a beautiful one i know we're not talking about that that has nothing to do with what we're talking about that that is a beautiful book i'm uh -huh. so glad i bought it i'm gonna look for that uh all right let's talk later about what we want to talk about next week i want to go deeper into jim starlin yeah i mean i, I don't know what uh we could read one of the sequels. There's a few sequels. Yeah. Or we could go to something totally different. You keep mentioning uh, Cosmic Odyssey. We could, we could definitely dig into Cosmic Odyssey. 
Yeah, I mean, I would love to read something I haven't read before in a long time ago. Cosmic Odyssey, for some reason, I think it feels recent. Okay. Um, I wrote about that a few years ago with mm-hmm. with like Chase and Daniel and a few other folks. So, oh, what have you not read? This is kind of the newest thing I've read by him, Infinity Gauntlet. So, I know he did a bunch of Infinity sequels. Like, there's three or four sequels. So that's the first thing that pops to mind. I'm gonna look up his. I mean, he's got Batman stuff too, like uh, Batman Cult. Have you ever read that one? I don't never read Batman Cult. That's an interesting one. It's Bernie Wrightson drawing it. Well, let's do that. That's four issues too. It'd be nice and nice uh, kind of yeah. series. Yeah, he's a good writer. I actually have read it. I think when I first started reading comics as an adult, I came back in 2009. I may have read it, I think. So it's been 12 years. That sound good to you? Yeah, yeah. I think I have it too. I saw it the other day. All right. Let's do it. Thanks, Amir. This Thanks. is, I've I, I learned so much about this comic talking to you. I never of- come to these thoughts about it without hanging out with you and really discussing it. Yeah, thanks a lot, Jason. It was a lot of fun.